Hello sports fans and welcome to this week's episode of Pub Talk Rugby League, a podcast where old mates from high school meet up to talk about rugby league. My name is Adam and I know very little about football, so I'm joined like always with my panel of armchair experts. Smokes? G'day gentlemen, we're up to the penultimate weekend, I love it. Let's crack them open. And the principal. Hello, I can't believe we've actually got this far. We've persisted with this and, you know, one week to, or two, two more weekends to go and... We find out who the the winner is for the year. That's it. That's it. It's, I'll tell you what's going to be interesting. And what we should do in our last episode is um, go back and look at all of our um, pre-season predictions and see if any of us got close with anything. Because I can't even remember most of mine. So Definitely. Definitely. I've got, I've got them all written down somewhere. Yep, yeah, I've yep. got a sneaky suspicion that I'll probably tip the Raiders to win the grand final. I probably would have been very far off. I know I tip south, so I'm not going to be that far off. One way or another, I'll be pretty close. And yes, um, something we haven't done for a long time is I've actually got beers ready to go. So I've already yeah. cracked mine, and I see well, well, you got the, yours. The, so. the Phantom will be a bit jealous here, because I actually found a bottle of that's only about a seven or eight minute drive from my place that sells the old bloke in a bar beverages. Bloke so in a bar. Very snuck nice. Out, snuck out just before the podcast and grabbed some, and you know, cheers Phantom, I'd love to share one with you, but you never f***ing hear, so... So I've taken the, the worst possible time to actually <laughs> not drink for a week. I don't know. What, uh, bad timing, footy finals, uh, but I'm trying to be a little bit healthier. We'll see. Uh, uh, well, you can have a break on grand final night. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm allowed to go wild on a grand final night. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, well, let's get into it. Um, yep. So last week was the semifinals, uh, and now we know who's in the... Preliminary finals. That's yep. all very exciting, very technical. Yep, yep. Um, uh, we watched, I'm assuming we all watched both games because I know we watched the second one. Yep. Uh, yep. Sea Eagles yep. absolutely flogged the Roosters. Mm. That's probably why Fandom's not here, let's be honest. I, I um, very much didn't... suspect that's why he's not here. That coward running and hiding. He ran and hit after week one when he knew they didn't deserve to win. And he's running and hiding again when they got absolutely pantsed. So. I, I, Principal, this is this is your opportunity. Just just oh. let loose. You know what? I I pretty much had goes at Roosters every single week throughout this whole year, and you know what? They've overachieved, but I'm not going to say much about them. You know what? They lost this game because they just ran out of troops. Um, so just for something different, I won't you know have a go at every part of their team. Uh, I'm glad the soap operas finished with you know their you know their their storyline off. We're so hard done by, but. Yeah, look, Manly were way too good. And, you know, Trevojevic was fantastic, back to his usual self. And they just, you know, apart from Tedesco, Roosters were just struggling with some class to, to really, like, keep up with them. And, um, yeah, obviously they just got, a, got they just got past the Titans in the first week. And I think, you know, they just got found out by a better team. And, you know, I think next year obviously would be better for the Roosters, but I'm glad they're out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, look. I mean, I think the best way to sum this game up is after about 10 minutes, you could just tell that the Roosters were flogged. Like, they were out on their feet. They they had nothing left to give. I mean, you know, and as you said, it's been a bit of a soap, soap opera the, the way, oh, the Roosters, so many injuries and so many key players out and Teddy's carrying them and Sam Walker and yada, yada. And, and look, they're... they're Whilst, you know, as non-Roosters fans, we take the piss out of that a bit, there is some truth to it. They have had a significant amount of key guys injured or forced into retirement through those injuries as well. And um, 
Uh, I think they were just finally gassed. They just had nothing left to give. Their, their grand final was the week before. I also found it interesting in this game. They didn't. They brought Sam Work Walker off the bench again. Yeah, and, they um, did. They they brought him on a lot earlier, but even by the time yeah. they brought him on, they're already down by about twenty. And look, I actually thought there were moments where he looked pretty good, but because they were just so out of the game and 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 so far gone, there wasn't a lot he could do. And the other thing too, like. A lot of people have pointed out the Roosters' injuries and these key guys missing as to why they were struggling towards the back end. And, and yes, that's part of it. But it's also about the fact that the young guys they brought in, they ended up playing a lot more first grade than the club would have anticipated they play. So their bodies aren't ready to play a full season. So by the end of the season, a few of those guys were just... They were themselves just physically worn out. They weren't injured. They weren't anything like that. But the, the fact is it takes a few seasons of playing first-grade NRL to really build that, um, that, that match hardness, that, that hardened, tough, um, tough exterior that you need to play week in, week out. And I think that was really what got them at the end. Yeah, I think that, that's true. I mean, you know, probably half the team wouldn't have expected to get many games at all if you yeah. look through some of those names and the names they're missing. So... Um, and even Sam Walker well, was pretty I think busted, busted by the, the end of it. The year, their halves at the start of the year were going to be Luke Keary and probably Lachlan Lamb. In the end, yeah. Sam Walker nearly played the entire season. Uh, and yeah. amazing performance. I'm sure he's going to end up getting the Rookie of the Year at the Dally M's next week. But um, the fact is, and look, and whilst I said I thought he still was playing quite well, he would have been he would have been um, physically and mentally drained because it was such a such a task on an 18-year-old to do as much as he had to do for them. So, um, look, as, as much as we love to hang shit on them, um, it was a very strong season from the Roosters, consi- everything considered. Um, they did extremely well to get to week two. I think that's pretty much where they deserve to bow out based on, on how their season went. And I don't think... I think Robbo probably put it pretty much right in his presser. He just said, look, disappointed with the result tonight, but very proud of, of the way the team performed all year. And... And I guess a bit about Manly. I mean, look, Manly, they did what they had to do. I mean, it's not their fault the Roosters were busted. They went out. They, they, you know, more or less treated it like a training run. 46 they, points. Yeah, they took, they took them apart. Um, Tom Travojevic um, was, was back in some really good form. DCE was cutting them open. Dylan Walker, very strong off the bench, um, especially early in the second half. He cut them open a few times. So, um, look, they've still got some attacking mojo, Manly. So, you know, they're not without hope this weekend. Yeah, I think I think this game probably sets them up a bit better for this this weekend's game purely because it was was a bit like a training run. They, you know, they they didn't really have to push themselves too much in this game, and I think you know I still I mean we'll get to the the next games later on, but I think they're a great chance this weekend. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Look, I mean, um, they, they when they're in a mood, they can score a lot of points. So. And they proved it again. That that Saab is just lightning fast as well. I guess I'd like to just point out one thing. I'm pretty disappointed with um, Daniel Tupo. Um, Now, I know he made a lot of metres coming off the back. Like, he ended up making, I think, close to 200 metres. Did a lot of work with kick returns. But why couldn't the bastard find his way over the try line? I had a four-leg multi. He's the only one who missed out. It cost me one hundred and ten dollars. <laughs> I keep telling you these multis, mate. They always, they always bite you. The story of the season. Well, when Dylan Walker scored early in the second half, I'm like, Shit, I've got three out of the four legs of my multi up. And there's still half an hour to go. 
come on, Tupo, you can do it. And he went close at one point, and then that was it. It's like, oh, sad. But anyway, it went closer than uh, than Phantoms multi. All right, uh, on to the other game. Uh, Panthers oh. versus Eels. Very close game. Uh, only tries and points scored in the first half, so mm. very yep. evenly matched. Uh, but yeah, Panthers just too good. And without two two, I thought they might Ta-o. be in trouble. But yeah, Ta-o. yeah, Ta-o. true. So, but they are uh, they they survived and they won. So good on them. I'll put my hands up, hand up, and be the first one to admit that um, I was very much wrong about how I thought Parramatta were going to perform in this game. They were they were fantastic, uh, and probably a bit unlucky not to win in the end. Um, what was really fun about this is we watched it together. We did the old, you know, Zoom link Zoom up so we could watch drink. the game together and have a few beers and. Geez, we picked the right one to watch together. Um, yeah. It was uh, it was a great physical, tough, hard game of footy. Uh, both tries, uh, like there was only one try to each team, came from kicks. So the defence was very strong. Uh, there was a bit of controversy, which we'll get into a bit later on. But um, I thought it was a real. That was close to, if not the best game of the season. Uh, yeah, that was, it was high quality. Yeah. Yeah, it was just great. It was sort of everything you'd want from a game if your team's not playing. You want it to be close. Absolutely. You want it to be. Yep. You want literally. You want everything like that to happen, and it did. And um, you know, it just it kept us on the edge of our seats. So we were watching it, and it came down mm. to what last minute or so, or last couple of seconds. It was. I think it was Paulo yeah. dropped the ball about five yeah. meters out from Penrith's line with about forty-five seconds to go, or something like that, and that was the game. But. Jeez, it was just it was like you said. That, that's a, when you're when you're a neutral fan of a game. That's what you want. That's what we want in a grand final. And and it just goes to show you don't need sixty points in a game for it to be entertaining. You know, there were fourteen points in that game. I was I was entertained from start to finish. I mean, look, part of it might have been more having a few of these ones, uh, chatting yeah. away, watching it together. But again, that's the kind of game you want when you're watching it with mates too. It was just. Um, yeah. It was a real bruiser, and and how Penrith go this week is really going to come down to how how their recovery sessions and everything went um, off the next two or three days after that game because it was not an easy run. Yeah, um, they said. Um, I read that they had a few injury concerns as well going into the game. So mm. for this, well, week, kick our ankle, so, kick kick our ankle. Yeah. But I think they've given him the all clear. Toto has been named in the squad, but I don't know if, like, I think it'll be like a, they'll leave it till late to decide if he's in. Uh, yeah, but he, think... he, they, they need him in because he just does so much work with the kick returns and he averages like 250 metres a game. They need him back in there. Yeah, they need, against Melbourne, they need everyone. I mean, Dylan Edwards, yeah. I think, was also potentially injured again. So, yeah, it's yeah. interesting, but yeah, it'll be, um, and two cracker games coming up this week. Really, so yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to again. Well, yeah, them. very, very contrasting sort of styles, and you've got probably yeah. the two best attacking teams up against each other in game one, and then two of the really hard nosed defensive teams in game two. So, um, yeah, it's going to be some good fun. All right. Well, uh, that was the end of the semi finals. Yes. Oh, I got my first perfect round. <laughs> I know there was only two games, but I'm taking it. I'm taking yeah. it. So you got a perfect round, so did I. Uh, Phantom and Principal. I got a perfect round as well. Of yeah, right. yeah we, we all got a perfect round. Some people got them correct and some people got them incorrect well, that's it. perfectly. That's it. So yep. good on us. I think I found the title of our podcast right now. That's I can't cool. believe I picked the Roosters. Perfect. Oh, why did I pick them? Just generally, I don't, don't know what I was thinking last week. 
picking For some reason, I thought I had picked the Roosters, and then I was very excited when I saw that I had picked Sea Eagles, because I thought I'd only got one or two. Are you sure you picked the the Roosters principle? I didn't think you did. We can can check the tape. Yeah, anyway. I was going opposite to the favourites, I'm pretty sure, but I just... Yeah, you and Fanny. I feel a little bit sick now that looking back on my tip going that I actually tipped the Roosters. It's all right. It's all right. The, the positions haven't changed. Look, it doesn't matter. You're second either way. That's it. They're all locked in. Phantom's on 115. Smokes is on 133. Do you get a bonus 20? On ba- hang on. How far behind am I? 19. Can you get a bonus 20 <laughs> points far. if you pick the grand final, right? No, that's, but that's you, can't the, the, you, you get the 20 points if you pick the score and the winner. Oh, that's, okay. What do you reckon? Yeah. We'll do that. All right. Um, yeah. So, all right. Moving on to some news headlines. It's embarrassing. Kent slams NRL weak sanctions for Panthers cynical rorting. Panthers were up to some shenanigans and um, the NRL have shank- sanctioned them for it. Um, but I, I kind of agree with Paul Kent here. Now, basically what he's saying is like, um, look, the NRL handed a $25,000 fine and have suspended the Panthers trainer for the remainder of the season. Basically, very late in that game... Uh, Parramatta made a bit of a bit of a line break. They were they were um, on the attack, looking very dangerous, close to Penrith's line, and then the trainer called for a timeout because one of the players in back play was injured. Now, it's a tough one because the referees, if the trainer says stop stop play because of an injury, the referee their hands are more or less tied, unfortunately, which I think is a bit ridiculous in that they have to stop play. However, the rule also states that the trainer cannot make that decision until they have gone over and assessed the injured player. Now, the trainer had not even got anywhere near him when he signalled the ref to stop playing. Now, he was obviously told to do that by the coach. Anyone who thinks otherwise is, has got rocks in their head. Um, and it was, it was done because they were on the back foot and they needed the play stopped so they could get their defensive line set because they were only leading by two points late in the game. Uh, and as Kenny said, $25,000 fine. They'll just pull that out of the pokies on a Monday afternoon after all the world checks, welfare checks have gone into Panthers leagues. I mean, come on, really? If it happens again next week against Melbourne, or if they make the grand final, if they get that opportunity, of course they're going to do it again. 25000 yeah, to buy a premiership? Bloody oath. Yeah, they'd spend more than that to buy a premiership. It doesn't matter. But this, this is, this, I think this really cost um, the, the Eels a try because they had all the did. momentum. They yep. a quick play the ball, which they they got, and then that you know Penrith would have struggled to, to hold them out. Yep. And yep. it's just cheating. It really is cheating, and it's um, I just, just yeah, the, I'm, the I'm surprised the that they got a rod. It was so light. Yeah, yep. the the it, punishment's it, so light, and it's just you know it's going to happen over and over again. And hopefully they fix it. Pro- it's probably too hard to do it on the run now, but. You know, in the offseason, yeah, and, and look, the, the NRL have created this for themselves by by saying that the referee doesn't have any discretion there. If the trainer tells them to stop play, they have to stop play. Now, I I tend to believe in those. Like, you've got to have a feel for how the match is going. Now, the feel there was Parramatta had earned the momentum there. It is not their fault. Yeah. And look, I think the Panthers player was genuinely injured because he was taken off, and I don't think he came back on. So I'm not questioning. I'm not saying the Panthers player did the wrong thing because I think he was genuinely injured. That's why he stayed down. Um, but Parramatta had earned an advantage there and they lost it because of this deficiency in the rule that, oh, if the trainer tells the ref to stop play, they have to stop play because the referee isn't a doctor. Well, give the referees a bit of discre- discretion and say, well, you know what? 
that's 20 metres away from where we're playing right now. It's not having any impact on the play here. Now, I can understand if the player is injured in the play of the ball or where the defensive line is or whatever, then they then you have to stop play because they could potentially get hurt if someone runs over the top of them or, or whatever. But this guy was knowing the play. The referee should be given discretion there to say, no, nah, trainer, you go and deal with him in the back, in the back play. Um, we're playing on here. Well, I think the trainer went to the touch judge and that's how it, mm. it stopped. And yep. um, you think of... The touch judge would be able to say you haven't you haven't assessed him, you haven't done anything either. So, you know, I think yeah, just the whole thing just is pretty average. What they need to do is they need to look at harsher penalties for that sort of stuff too. Like you could even look at, and obviously they couldn't do it for this match because it was a final. But uh, if it's a round match, you could look at um, deducting competition points. Yeah. Um, you could look at salary cap, um, uh, salary cap restrictions, things like that. There's different things they could do there. Because the fact is, of course, it's, and look, Penrith aren't the only team who've done this stuff. So um, other teams do it. All teams will do it. If, if, if any other team was in that situation, they probably would have done the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I mean, it's, there's just so many just loopholes and ways that coaches and clubs are, are yep. sort of trying to get the extra advantage. And it's, it's sort of... It does ruin the game. It really does. Like the more they do yeah. it, the more even the you know the HIA thing. I, I, the other thing I can't stand is the player comes off for a two, thirty seconds, goes back on the oh, other field. Yeah, you know, yeah, because it's they like get the loopholes and all the the things that yeah. just yeah. Just and every, such, every team has taken advantage of that since the start. Every did it early in the every year. single team does it. Like yeah, you'll see it absolutely. every weekend that it happens, and it's just um, yeah, it's just it's a bit of a killer. It just needs to be fixed. Absolutely. Uh, public examination. Michael Maguire breaks silence after stunning Tigers backflip spared him. Mm. Mm. What is going oh, on at Tiger Town? Oh, <laughs> mate, Tales of Tiger. You know what? Because they needed they needed a happy ending to the Tales of Tiger Town doco. <laughs> so it's like, oh, is he, he's going to get sacked? He, no, he's been saved. Happy ending. No, they're just oh, trying to get who, season two. Season two knows, on Tiger who, Town. Who, who who knows, man? With um with the Tigers, I mean they're a basket case. So the, in fact, I think this marks the ten year anniversary of the last time they played finals footy. I mean, yeah. Oh, like, and look, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know if, if Michael McGuire is the right answer for them. I honestly don't. I don't know if he's the right guy. If it's a board issue, if it's players, whatever it is, but the the fact that the board were like. Well, and I guess the other thing too, we don't know how, how accurate the reports were, I guess, that were saying that he was going to get sacked. But it's amazing how every single report in every paper was saying, hey, he's going to get punted. But then um, at the last minute, it's like, oh, no, no, he's, um, he's staying. We've decided we're keeping him. It's like, oh, what? what? I don't. Oh, anyway. It's not, it wouldn't be a great look if you're a player and you're looking to go to a couple of clubs and Tigers like, come to our club, you're like... Man, you're just changing like, well, what's happening well, daily. Even, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and that that might be why the board finally decided. Look, look we've got to stick with him because we, if we want to try and get some cohesion with players or try and try and entice guys to come here, we um we need to at least let them know who the bloody coach is. Um, yeah, I guess and, so. But and, he's going to be under pressure next year. You know, if he oh, loses the yeah. first first quarter of the season, you know, loses more games than he wins. Mm. He's going, yeah. he's going to be in trouble anyway. Well, so the, the, the other thing too, though, is like disaster. I don't think that I don't think they have recruited anyone of note. I can't think of any big names that they've recruited. That's why. That's why yeah. I said like my early early tip for the spoon next year is them because I think 
Like that, that, they were right down there with the bottom teams this year, and they haven't improved their roster at all. No, so they've got I Jackson Hastings coming. That's that's their oh, big recruit. There you go. That that, so, that, that buddy, the bloke who, you... who couldn't get along with any teammate, any NRL club he was at. That's why he pissed off overseas. That that's exactly who they need. It's yeah. funny that he's going to that club with all the a, a club with heaps of issues. He's going. He's going to go yep. there and. You know, maybe he's yeah. changed. I think he, he did pretty well over in Super League, though, so he might have got that move past that stuff. And I read a story during the week, too, about talking about the the all the shit with um, James Tedesco when he was there and how he, he'd, he'd, he'd gone to sign with Canberra because... Um, and the reason the Tigers were going to let it happen is they're like, oh, no, because we can get... Um, who was it? Oh, we think we can get Carmichael Hunt back from Rugby Union for a quarter of the price and... And we think it's a like for like, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then I think one of their, their key shareholders got involved and said, no, do whatever you can to keep Tedesco, please. And they, they kept him. But then the second time around, when he then left to go to the Roosters, they said, oh, no, it's okay, because we're going to get Michael Gordon on about a tenth of the price and he'll do just as good a job. <laughs> nice move, geniuses. He's been like the NRL's best player consistently for like the last two or three years. Well done. Well done. Great move. CEO slams player behaviour after third incident in Broncos bad boy off season. I take I take objection to the third incident um, quote here. Yeah, no, I, I kind of think this is the second one, isn't it? Well, be, the, because they're claiming the Anthony Milford arrest counts as the second one. He's no longer contracted with the club. The Broncos haven't came out with a statement after the Anthony Milford thing saying Anthony Milford has, has already completed his duties with the club and he is on holidays. He is no longer with the club. So... Still getting paid, though. Still getting paid. It counts. It counts. He would not f*** off. He doesn't. You know, he's, he's done. <laughs> it doesn't count. He's a rabbito, so that's a rabbito issue, not a bronco issue. Look, I, I read a bit, because when I first saw this story flash up today about um, TC Rabati, I was like, oh, don't tell me he's, like, got behind the wheel of a car drunk and started driving, got pulled over by police. It's not actually what it was. Apparently his missus was driving. She missed a turn that they were supposed to make. He then tried to like grab the wheel and say, no, no, you're supposed to turn here. And then, therefore the car swerved a bit. And the police saw it. So they they've, they've hit him with like a $500 fine. Yeah, it's a bit dumb, but fuck, really. It's not, I don't think it's the, I think the CEO's just annoyed because it's, it's like a few things in a row. It's like, oh guys, just stop it. Just stop it. It's not even newsworthy. That's like, seriously, a $500 fine for just mucking around. Channel 7 and Fox Sports have bloody uh, reported on this. So it's news. It's just these aren't great Well, they're just jumping on because it probably wouldn't have even got a a run if they hadn't had the past two already. And now it's like, oh, it's like like a bit of a pile-on. You know what they do? Like, who was the first um, one? um, One in all. Flagler and stuff at the start. and Yeah, Yeah, and then... Basically, it's like kicking them while they're down. It's the same. Th- happens every time. But this is it's not even newsworthy, that third one. I didn't even know that's what it was. I saw the headline. I didn't actually read it. But Yeah, look, I'm glad, I'm glad, I am glad our CEO has come out, though, and said, look, guys, just cut it out. Just be a bit smarter, which is, which is yeah. the right message. And he said, look, if we're going to be back to what we used to be, world-class, um, renowned rugby league organisation... Then we've we've got to we've got to stop doing these silly things 
in the background and start being more professional about everything we do. And and that's that's the good message to come out of it. So the CEO's got the right um, frame of mind about it, so that's good. Don't worry, your star recruit still got to get through, um, you know, end-of-season celebrations. So. Oh, mate, he'll, he'll be right. He'll, <laughs> Fingers he'll get, crossed. He'll, he'll, he'll be bringing a premiership <laughs> ring with him, baby. Woo! <laughs> yeah, you go harder when you win the grand final, don't you? Yeah, oh, exactly. Oh, God, yeah. South Sydney star Damien Cook hits back at critics questioning his preliminary finals form. Yeah, I mean, I, I sort of saw this and thought it was kind of interesting because obviously this is South's fourth preliminary final in a row. The previous three they lost. Yeah, it's like some people want to sort of lay the blame at his feet, which is, you know, look, I, look, I don't recall him having great games in those games that they lost. I don't recall him having shockers either. Yeah, just um, I think he's just sort of on the front of saying, look, oh, I'm happy for anyone to point out anything I did wrong, but I don't think I really did too much wrong in those games, and you know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna affect how I come out and play this week. Yeah, he got last week off, so he's fresh. Yeah, to blame their um, their like losing their preliminary finals previously on just one player is a bit, bit rough anyway. Yeah, so yeah, you know, it's well, not good on him for saying you know. Same the other thing, back, the but... other thing too, is that in those those three preliminary finals losses, each one of those they didn't get week two off. This time they have, so yeah. they're going to be well rested. They're going to be fresh. Um, so they, they they also spoke a bit in that story about how um, obviously using Latrell Mitchell at training to sort of play a bit of a Tom Trebojevic role, um, so they can sort of. They've sort of studied the manly tape and see the sort of shapes and the lines that they run, and they're getting him to play that Trebojevic style role so they can practice on a pretty handy fullback in himself, in Latrell Mitchell, practice their defensive structures against him. Yeah, it's just a bit of an insight into, into I guess, their, their, their training habits. and um, That's really smart. Yeah, and look, it's, it's not uncommon for coaches to do that. I mean, it's quite often, um, I, I know, like, quite often the Origin team is leading into an Origin match. They'll get like the under nineteens origin team to run like opposed sessions with the main team, and they'll say, "Look, I think Phil Gould did, did a lot when he was New South Wales coach. He'd get like the under nineteens New South Wales, and he'd get them to run the sort of plays that he would expect the Queensland team to run. And say, so, Carl, this is I want you to run this exact play, and and then our boys are going to defend it. So um, it's not uncommon for coaches to do that sort of thing. So yeah, am I crazy? Why did I think Benji Marshall retired like a year ago or two years ago? Uh, there was one point where he was he was nearly forced into retirement about four years ago uh, when he left the Tigers because no one was really looking to sign him up because I think they thought he was past it. But then um, Wayne Bennett, when he was still at the Broncos, actually, um, well, because he rung Wayne Bennett and, and asked him about what he should do. And then Wayne Bennett asked him a couple of questions. And when he heard Benji's answers, he said, oh, you know what? Come up to the Broncos for 12 months. And that sort of resurrected his career because he had a really good year for the Broncos. And then he went back to the Tigers after that for a couple of years. And then now he's on to South. So it kind of resurrected him. And then the Daily M Awards uh, were <laughs> given out, awarded. I don't know. Uh, so I guess we want to talk about these couple. Oh, yeah. The, the, uh, so the quickly. Daily M's, they're, they're splitting them over two nights this year. So the first night was, the, I mean, I didn't watch any of it, so I don't. But um, the, I guess the big takeaways is that they named um, the five players who are on the short list to win the main award. And I don't think there's too many surprises with the guys on the list. I mean, it's Tom Trebojevic, James Tedesco, Cody Walker, uh, Daly Cherry Evans, and someone else. Who was the fifth one? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, oh, oh, Nathan Cleary, of course. Nathan Cleary, Cleary. yeah. 
Nathan Cleary. So I don't think there's too many surprises with that list. Um, and then they gave out some of the minor awards on night one. So the Ken Irvine medal, which is the top try scorer, Alex Johnson, he's won that a couple of times, I think, hasn't he? Yeah, not sure, actually. But, yeah, I mean, he, 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 last year he won it as well, didn't he? he, he yeah, won yeah, yeah. With that five-try haul that he got in the last game yep. or whatever. So, yeah. Yep, yep. And then Ruben Garrick got the top point scorer. Oh, the Broncos got an award. Tackle of the year. I remember that too. Xavier Coates against South Sydney. That was um, that was a bit of a freak tackle, actually. And then the try of the year was that one in the final round against the Cowboys that Trebojevic scored, which... Uh, <laughs> Very fun, funny enough, I though, he didn't, he didn't actually have to do much. He just sort of caught it at the end. But, um, but uh, yeah, so they gave some of the, main, the minor awards. Obviously, the main awards on the night, they'll, they'll name the team of the year. They'll name the um, uh, the player of the year, the coach of the year, etc. So, look, I, 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 I'm I a bit up and down about the Dallium Awards. I don't think it's the fairest way to assess who the best player of the season is. It's the equivalent to the uh, AFL's, like, they're brown. They're brown They're brown. Brown Brownlow. Brownlow. No, I haven't heard it, but apparently the guy who won the Brownlow, apparently he gave one of the funniest acceptance speeches of all time. Yeah. Um, but I have not actually seen Is it he? yet, so I want to I jump online and, and watch it later. But apparently he was just hilarious. We'll, we'll get into some beer bets, and then we'll talk about the games for the uh, what are we doing here? The slim. The, the preliminary finals. Yep. Yep. All right, so on to beer bets. Um, oh, okay, I didn't do maths. We I'll all broke. Maths. We all broke I'll... even. We all we all had so we're all, four beer all the bet same? each, and we all lost. So we're all all right. The cool. Same. So we're all the same. <laughs> so yeah, I can just can't copy and paste. That's good. Yeah, we well, need to survive that one. I'm going all in this all weekend. Right. <laughs> uh, so beer bets all for in. this oh, week. Oh, so you're not going to save any for grand final. Oh yeah, better do that. All right, we're <laughs> going six beers. Six beers this week. Ah, nice. All right. All right. So, principal, what are your six beers on? I'm gonna go six beers, and I'm gonna go. Both games will be the difference in the score will be four within four. Four or less. I'll be clear. Four or less. I'll I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take that. And I reckon... Um, Phantom, Phantom probably would go that. Too. I reckon Phantom... Well, Phantom has to take it. He doesn't get a choice. So Phantom can take it too. And and the reason I'm taking it is because my beer bet is going to be, and this is a big, big call here, but South's 13-plus against Manly. Yeah, I'm taking that. And I know that I know that Phantom will too. So And I'll, I'll do... Uh, I'll do. Are we just doing minimum six beer bet for everyone? I think we should. Oh, so let's just do six that, that beers. That sounds fair. I can just do that. And then yep. uh, we get to make uh, we get to make phantoms now because he keeps duckiness. There's no roosters games to to stuff this up. Uh, let's see. Um, we could make it very simple and just say that phantom is backing um, both upsets this week because he'll probably tip that anyway. Yeah, I like so it's that probably one. a bet that he would make. Yep. So six, six beers, beers on, on on both uh, both upsets, both games to be upsets. That would have him tipping Manly and Penrith. So I asked Phantom for his tips a oh. couple of hours ago. He hasn't responded yet, oh. but <laughs> as soon as he does, this bet might be uh, <laughs> um, like. Awarded already. Wow. Anyway, we can always make we'll up find out. One we'll find out. I, yeah, I that's true. And, and obviously, we're, as long both, as it, we're both taking that bet. So six beers. Yeah, we're both taking it. Sorry, as long as it uh, 
someone messages me before the game starts, I'll I'll accept it. Yep. Uh, yep. Why not? It's only it's only Phantom, and you know he's got plenty of beers. So it's yep. the beer bet. Let's just to clarify that is that the two teams that aren't the favourites win. Yes. So it's not who he tips. So it's no, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's with the bookies, the two teams who are the underdogs. So that would be that would be Manly and Penrith, both both yeah. winning. Because I believe I, I'm yeah. pretty sure Manly are underdogs. Surely, we should probably uh, yeah clarify that. Let's let's see. As of recording time, Manly's going to win according to Phantoms bet, and Panthers going to win. Yes, so we'll just, yes. just write that down. So yeah, Manly and Manly and Penrith, and look, Penrith will definitely stay that way. There might be a bit of late money for Manly, but Penrith will definitely be underdogs in their game against the Storm. Well, I thought it was interesting. Like we're basically into it now, right? Um, the preliminary finals. There's two games we need to talk about. Mm. Uh, I thought it was interesting that it is basically like one, two, three, verse four. Yeah, like yeah one yeah. verse two and three verse four. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about uh, Storm and Panthers. I yeah. think you've got. Oh yeah, you've got it here. Uh, so like, yeah, yeah, it's um, we're gonna have Pappenhausen. We're gonna have yeah, we're gonna have all the all the stars. You know, yeah. oh, it's, it's 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 a it's a big game. And look, um, you know, it's these two teams met in the grand final last year. Obviously, so there's a bit of history there. They've, they've um traded one win each against each other this year. So look, on paper, I guess they're fairly evenly matched. But where the real difference is is Melbourne have had the week off. They had a, they had a forty point win in week one, and they've had a break. Whereas um, Penrith have had two pretty tough games of footy. Now, that can go one of two ways. Either they're going to be pretty flogged and fatigued and Melbourne are going to take advantage of it, especially if Melbourne can strike early and get a lead. But the other thing is, if it stays close and you get into that final 20 minutes, sometimes that could, that, that could possibly give Penrith an edge because they're used to it, whereas Melbourne aren't. Like, Melbourne might be like, oh, shit, well, we, we've been getting it easy. Now we've got a tough game, whereas... Penrith have had a bit more experience with that this final series. So I think it really depends how the first 20 minutes goes, determines how this game ultimately goes in the end. Yeah, I think also depending, you know, how fit the, the Penrith players are after that game as well. Mm. If there are a lot of injuries, like, you know, everyone's carrying yeah. some injuries in. You know, yeah. everyone's carrying injuries anyway, but after mm. that game, there was a whole bunch of players that were yeah, yeah. in moon boots. If that's true and, you know, they're playing... A, Depends how well how you know how they can get through the game as well because Melbourne will tear yep. them up if if they're they're really not not ready to go and oh yeah if if, if they're the going to be weaknesses Melbourne are the last team you want to play because they will exploit it um, yeah and if, but yeah yeah and I think you know if they're yeah. they're a bit tired towards the end of the game after the <coughs> after last week's game Penrith that you know you got Nico Hines to come on and could put a few yep. extra points on so well, I think Melbourne are going to win win this game comfortably. Yeah, there's another way we could yeah. put Nico Hines on from the start, <laughs> like well, him and Pappenhausen just the only place they, I don't know. The only play, the only way they could possibly do it is if they're going to play him in the centres. But I mean, geez, they I mean, their centres are um, Justin Olam and um, who's the other centre? Um, uh, Remus, Remus, Smith. Remus Smith. So they're, they're they're both in pretty good form, and 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 I guess Nico Hines covers so many positions. They're in a pretty good position there. Uh, look, yeah. obviously Brian Toto will come in for. I'm guessing um, Brent Naden, assuming that uh, you know if he can, if he's declared fit, he's currently on the reserves list. But if he's declared fit, um, he'll come back in, obviously, um, which would be a big, big in for them. Um, yeah, I, I really think the first twenty minutes is going to be so telling in this game. Like if, if Penrith keep it super close and turn it into a into a into a fight, then 
you know, it might get Melbourne a bit worried, but if Melbourne are uh, much, much fresher than Penrith, then Penrith could lose it in the first 20 minutes. All right, I'm going to tip Storm. Yep. Just because I want to... Uh, I think they're going to win easily. Well, not easily. Okay. I think they're going to win a lot. 20 points or so. And if Tu'u's in it, or To'u, how you pronounce his name, yep. it'll be closer, but I think they're still going to win. We'll do the tips for this one, and then we'll talk about Down the, the uh, yep. Sassini and Sea Eagles. Yep. So, Principal, who are you tipping? Uh, Melbourne. I think it's probably going to be above 20, even though my beer bet um, conflicts <laughs> with that statement. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, look, you I, know, I, finals I, games can be quite... Yeah, I just feel like... Yeah, could go either way. Who knows? No, you're right. Look, I, I've got to go with the Storm, too, because... They are the best team when it comes to having a week off and knowing how to manage that week. They are so... They're nearly impossible to beat in a preliminary final when they've had a week off. All right. And then the first game that I should have probably started with, apologies, um, the Rabbitohs versus Sea Eagles. Yeah, well, this is the Friday, this be this a, Friday night one. Yeah, yeah. This will be another really fun game because yep. Sea Eagles coming off their big win yeah. uh, last week. But Rabbitohs having super coach Wayne Bennett and bloody, That's it. you know, a That's week it. off to the week, relax. The week and, off is, and, is big for them. The, the week off is big. And, and I guess the thing to remember with Seas too, they had the week off, but they rested most of their top players in the final round of the season too. So they're going to be really fresh because they've, they've really only played that game against Penrith in the last three weeks. So, um, so they're going to be quite fresh. Um, Obviously, they've got no injury. I mean, obviously, Latrell Mitchell's out suspended still, but all, all their guys are all their guys are there. Blake Taff handled things pretty well in that first week of the finals. Um, I thought their halves were so good against Penrith. Um, Cody Walker is the guy who adds that spark, flair, and excitement with his play. And Adam Reynolds is just the guy who just controls everything. Just forwards go forward. Let me kick the ball into the corners and just bore them to death almost. It's such brilliant play. Mark Nichols... Uh, Principal's new favourite player, I reckon. Um, oh, you know, he's been, having, he's been having a great spot for him. I think he's about he to re-sign just, with him too, so that's good news. He's a try, and he's a try-scoring machine. Like. Got a mm. double a couple of weeks ago. Oh, no, right? An awesome hey. play. Could um, be primed for another one. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got oh, yeah, Manly. Maybe. Manly, um, obviously coming off a uh, a big win. Uh, I look. I, I guess what I would say is a lot of people are saying they're coming off a really, really good win. I'm going to say they're coming off a really big win because I'm not convinced it was a good win. Uh, and th- That's not to say that Manly played bad. Of course, they didn't. They put 42 points on. But the Roosters, to me, just look so busted and so lacking in intensity. I just wonder something. Like, yet that might, that might be helpful for Manly in the fact they didn't have a tough game, but it also might mean that they're not battle-hardened for South, so we're going to be like... They, their last game was a was a tough game against Penrith. Like, they're ready for tough finals footy. Whereas both of Manly's games have been 40 points, either winning or losing. So that's my concern with Manly in this game. I reckon... I'm sort of going a bit, bit the opposite of this one. I reckon Manly have got a fantastic chance of winning this game. I, I reckon they're going to win. And they're just going to sort of, you know, just come out... They had a pretty easy game against the Roosters, and I think they'll be fresh as well. To and you know you got Travojevic, he's you know he plays like he did last week. He's going to tear it up, and I think South without Latrell Mitchell is going to cause some issues. I think yeah, it's, you know, know I thought that too, been, but then they been, won. Yeah, the other one game, game like two weeks one ago. game or something. But can he keep it going? They're going to put a heap yeah. of pressure on him again in a massive game. He's what's he played Adam one Reynolds. final game? 
is Look, great. So mainly, mainly like it's I certainly a team that when when they click and everything goes right, they they put points on quicker yep. than anyone. I think because um, well, you look at in those top five players for the the Dally M Award this year. Two of them are from Manly. You got Tom Trebojevic and you've got Daly Cherry Evans. So um, I think it goes a bit like I think it goes a bit missing sometimes because Trebojevic has been so good that some of Manly's other players have been pretty damn good this year too. Both their halves. I mean, um, Kieran Foran has this is the best he's played in a very very long time. Um, Dylan Walker's doing such good work off the bench, and their forwards are pretty tough. Um, you know, like that Marty Tapao can mix it with anyone. Jake Trebojevic is a, you know, Tom, you know, Tommy Turbo's brother. I mean, he's a great player. Um, for a long while, I actually thought he was the better of the two. Um, Tommy sort of switched that a little bit in the last eighteen months, but, um, but probably because uh, he's no, playing he... more as well. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's pretty, that's he's probably... true. Jake, Jake certainly yeah. played a lot more games, but that's true. That's um, true. Um, yeah. But yeah, but look, yeah I, to... I look, look it, this could potentially be an absolute cracker of a gun. Um, yeah, I think that's it's going to be that. But, um, <laughs> I reckon it's going to be yeah. the most entertaining game of the weekend. It's, it's going to be the best one to watch, I think, this one. It's going to be exciting. going to be possibly a lot of points scored, actually. It still might be close, yeah, but I think it could be... Enough uh, speculating. Let's put some tips down. I think I'm going to go South Sydney, but I'm the least confident about this game. I'm also not sure what the tips... the the bookies have bet. Um, Souths are the bookies' favourites. All right, so South Sydney, cool. Super coach Wayne Bennett. We'll see how we go. Smokes, who you got? Yeah, I'm going to go the Bunnies. Um, I think it's going to. I think they are actually a bit better defensively than Manly, and I know Manly had an easier game uh, in week two, but I think the week off is going to be so big, and it'll just set it up perfectly for the two. Super coaches of our generation, Wayne Bennett versus Craig Bellamy in the grand final. It'll be awesome. All right. And the principal? All right. So I'm going against this, and I'm saying Manly will win with a uh, Cherry Evans uh, field goal Ooh. to ice the game. And, you know, I'm thinking this is going to set up a, the grand final grudge match between the two, two teams that absolutely hate each other. So that's what I'm looking forward to, and I think that's, that's what's going to happen. Interesting, interesting. I bet you that uh, Phantom will pick Sea Eagles. He'll pick and... Manly. He'll pick Manly, and he'll probably pick Penrith just out of spite. <laughs> and, and Penrith, <laughs> yeah. Which is why I think his beer bet's a good one. Yeah, because I think yeah, it's yeah, one he probably would have done. All right. Well, we're at forty-five minutes of recording time, but you know, we had two games to talk about last week and this week, so that's yeah. all right with me. We've done pretty well. Uh, so, thank you for listening. We've only got a couple more episodes left. Probably yeah, two to go. Two, maybe two to three. Go. Yeah. Uh, maybe three. We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll do like a post year round wrap up sort of thing. Could be. Uh, we'll we'll just we'll, we'll figure that out. No problems. Uh, thank a you all for listening. We'll, do a best can... we'll just spice together all the funniest bits of all the episodes for like a fun oh, episode. Right. More editing work for <laughs> More me. More editing for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, look. I wipe my hands back on that. Hey, I'm just the one who talks to shit. You're the one who's got to edit it. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Uh, listeners, thank you for listening and sticking with us for the how many episodes you have stuck with us for. Um, we're not sure how many left we have, but, you know, keep listening and we'll, we'll be surprised just like we will be. Um, you can get us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, and, and until next week, thank you and goodbye. Glory, glory to South Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. I'm looking forward to both games. They should be rippers.